Welcome to my podcast, Man Made. It's admittedly a provocative title. It's meant to be. It captures my desire to be of service, to be a part of the movement, encouraging us all to hold men and boys in high esteem. In high esteem for who they are and for the important and different contributions that they make. My podcast will tackle head-on the negativity that has been and continues to be directed towards men. And each week I'll also be appreciating the act of a good man. And because I loved going to football matches as a young woman, I always start with, here we go, here we go, here we go. (laughs) And the title of this episode is, and it's a long one today, (laughs) Should We Deconstruct Men? or the ideological concept of the patriarchy. In my opinion, the great success of equality feminism has ensured that women and girls have become valued more highly, that their inequality issues have a higher profile, and are regularly addressed within our society, within, for example, the mainstream media, academic institutions, the political arena and the economy. Indeed, there are many pieces of legislation that ensure their equality in all the social domains. That said, I would argue that the transition of equality feminism to third-wave radical feminism may have influenced us to be blind to the value of men and the contribution that they make to our lives and to their unique social disadvantages. And what I found very interesting is the contrast between a host of legislation that protects women's rights in the UK and there not being a single piece of legislation that's ever been passed with men's protection and rights in mind. I will draw on UK and USA research to highlight areas in which men and boys experience inequality to discuss how, to my mind, radical feminist concepts function to polarise men and women and pit them against one another. These radical feminist concepts are that gender is a purely social construct, unrelated to biology and evolution, the notion of patriarchy, toxic masculinity, male privilege, woman as victim, man as oppressor, and the push for equality of outcomes rather than equality of opportunity. In my opinion, over a few decades, the attitude and concepts embedded in this ideology have manifested considerable difficulties for men and boys. Women's and girls' interests are important, of course they are. I don't want us to stop caring about women and girls, and I don't want us to stop funding any of their initiatives. However, there is a shadow effect here. That is, how this myopic focus on women's and girls' issues may have caused us to neglect and disadvantage men and boys. I'm not questioning the best of feminism here. The equality feminism, the first wave feminism that emerged from the European Enlightenment era, which incidentally respected the intrinsic dignity of all humans, sought to extend equality of opportunity and fairness to everyone and to eradicate all forms of discrimination. I acknowledge too that there are present-day feminists who care about and raise awareness of men's and boys' issues, but I am concerned that this third wave of feminism, radical feminism, which has its origins in Marxist ideology, has little care, if any, for men and boys. Within Marxism, as everyone will know, 
capitalists are understood to be the oppressors of the working class. Within radical feminism, this has mutated into men being conceived of as the oppressors of women, through a system where social roles and institutions privilege men, a system named patriarchy. Radical feminism, like Marxism, is a political ideology. It engenders a negative attitude to men and boys. This is at odds with a social justice zeitgeist that promotes tolerance, diversity and inclusivity and arguably important human values, just not so readily extended towards men, in my opinion. Negative characterisations of men are regularly and uncritically presented in a way that negative characterisations of women would never be tolerated. These negative perceptions of men can only flourish because of a political ideology that values women and doesn't value men, rendering this form of prejudice and discrimination invisible. So here are some of the beliefs that are embedded in radical feminist ideology. Men are privileged and oppress women. Men are toxic, aggressive, violent and exploitative. Jordan Peterson tells us that toxic masculinity is an attempt to smear the idea of masculinity by confusing masculine competence with tyranny. I would say that toxic masculinity is an attempt to smear the idea of masculinity by confusing masculine healthy aggression with violence. Men are domestic abusers and rapists or potential domestic abusers and rapists. Traditional male gender roles and qualities are not valued, considered harmful, even in the American Psychological Association guidelines for working with boys and men. As I said earlier, radical feminism holds that masculinity is socially constructed, a socially learned behaviour, and because it is not good, it needs to be socially deconstructed, needs to be corrected through reprogramming, re-educating, or other forms of social engineering. Finally, radical feminism stresses the need to move away from focusing on equality of opportunity to equality of outcome. I think equality of opportunity has by and large been achieved in the West, at least to the degree that it's protected by law. The new preferred radical feminist goal, equality of outcomes, would involve a radical restructuring of society. There's an assumption within this ideology that if women weren't restrained by the patriarchy, they would be represented in equal numbers in all jobs and professions. We hear, for example, that there should be more women CEOs and more women politicians. However, I would argue that there isn't much evidence that women want to do these jobs in equal numbers, as there's certainly no evidence to suggest that they want to do 50% of any ditch digging, sewage working, deep sea fishing or refuse and recycling collection, for example. I just want to mention here that in Sweden, held to be one of the most equal societies in the world, with the freest of choices for career path, their population consistently chooses traditional male and female working roles. So, according to radical feminists, we live in an oppressive system, the patriarchy, that favours and privileges men. Yet, the facts are that men, big deep breath... Suicide the most, are homeless the most, are addicted the most, die at work the most, die younger in general the most, wind up with no access 
or very limited access to their children the most. As boys, they are excluded from education the most, they go to prison the most, and do all the dirtiest, dangerous and antisocial hours jobs the most. I have worked as a psychotherapist for 25 years. No woman I've ever worked with has felt she was a victim of patriarchy. Not one woman has ever come into my office and said, I am a victim of the patriarchy, or if only it wasn't for the patriarchy. Of course there are men who do bad things, and there are women who do bad things. Within any demographic, there are people who do bad things. Thankfully, within all of the demographics, they are a small minority. Radical feminism ideology is embedded in all non-STEM subjects within the universities. It originated in the social sciences, but it's not a science because... The test of whether something is science versus an ideology is whether it will allow itself to be updated or falsified by any evidence. An ideology will not only not allow itself to be updated or falsified by any evidence, it will reinterpret evidence against it in its favour. If, as I do, you believe that people are good at their core, are pro-social by nature at their core, it's only a small step to recognise that it's not any particular intersection of identity that lies at the root of bad behaviour. It's trauma. People who are not traumatised get along just fine. They welcome feeling close to others, to enjoying others, to helping and being helped by others, to love and be loved. This is true of men. All men. Even traditionally masculine men. And now it's time for two good guys of the week. Hey, drum roll, please. In Cornwall today, we were lashed by high winds and heavy rain. As I was sitting in my comfortable chair at my desk, working online, grateful for my central heating and drinking a cafetiere of my favourite coffee, I glanced out of the window to see two men in high-vis jackets, on the roof of my neighbour's home extension. My neighbour's extension has been tarpaulined over all summer long, and I imagined that these brave men were making the roof good for the winter. I watched as, on the ground, they lent massive timbers against the scaffolding, and in spite of the very inclement weather, they lithely scaled up that scaffolding and skilfully hoisted the massive lengths of timber up onto the roof, and then safely secured them in precisely the right position. There wasn't a lot of room up on the roof where they were working, and as I watched them manoeuvre the wood, I couldn't help thinking how easy it would have been for one or the other of them to be clobbered by any one of those massive timbers. I noticed them laughing together on several occasions, and wished I could hear what was amusing them. I felt very grateful that in spite of the very bad weather, these good men just very cheerfully got on with the job of making my neighbour's house safe for the winter. Watching those dear men also made me remember how, as a very young woman, I had enjoyed walking past building sites, often more than once, to receive a wolf whistle, an appreciative comment, or to engage in a bit of banter. Applause, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, those men. Until next week, practice gratitude and compassion towards everyone 
and take care of everyone, including our men and boy folk.